There we go. I don't have, well, I kind of have a title, but that, that's my title. Because that's motherhood for a lot of us. That's Theo, my uh, middle child, my only son, a few years ago. He's not in here today, is he? So I get to talk about him. So motherhood. Um, Dennis asked if I would mind sharing a little bit today. So you're going to get a lot of funny stories, gross stories. Um, I do have a title. It's called Nobody Told Me. I dreamt about being a mom. I know a lot of us do. But I really didn't understand what it truly entailed. When I was little, I was obsessed with my baby dolls. I carried around a baby doll, wrapped it in a blanket. I'm talking six years old and would take it into the stores because I was convinced that everyone would think that was my baby. I would feed it a bottle. You know the bottles that you, I don't know if you can get them now, but it looks like like they're emptying as you feed them. I really did think that these people thought it was my child. And my baby would go to sleep at night and wouldn't wake up. It was magical. But that's not what being a mom is about. There are times I think there should be a class for every woman ever considering motherhood. A for real, tell them like it's going to be, but it would probably be a major decrease in the population. So we shouldn't do that. But I'm, I'll be honest, even if there was a class and I took it, I'd do it again and again and again. Nobody told me about morning sickness, that morning sickness could be 24 hours a day sickness. We lived across the street from the church when we were pregnant with Grace, our oldest, and I literally had Dennis put bowls around the house, and our house was tiny. And I would crawl from bowl to bowl. I'd call him and, like, uh, come and empty the bowls. <laughs> and he'd come and empty the bowls, and I would crawl around. Nobody told me that I would be that sick. Nobody would told me that my body would feel like an alien took over it. I remember when Grace, um, Grace is going to get a lot of the brunt today. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> she would push out, and I'd push her back in, and she'd kick back so hard. I push back in, she kicked harder. I'm like, oh, God, please don't let this be what she's going to be like. But it, it did feel like an alien. And then your body, it's never the same again. There was a time when I, the dreaded swimsuit season for um, moms. And I remember Lily coming up to me and like poking, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's you and you and you. <laughs> it's your fault. And the biggest thing that no one told me, and I even asked my mom, why did you not tell me that my child could poop and it would come up their back, clear to their neck? I'm thinking, you're so tiny. How did this happen? I just would want to hang her over the toilet and flush and let it kind of wash it off. And I did not cling out those sleepers either. They went in the trash. That was nasty. No one told me I would be catching puke, and then I would turn and puke myself because I couldn't handle it. Snotty noses. And watching them eat their boogers, disgusting. And now I was trying to think of what mom I just watched recently with that new thing. You know, we had the little blue bulb that would suck the snot out. Now you suck it literally out. Who has done that? What mom in here has done that? Oh, God. That's gross. I'm sorry. I, I I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. And teenage hormones. This year I have a child turning 13, a child turning 16, and one turning 18. And that is probably the hardest. I always say I wish my kids were little again. I'd almost rather clean snotty noses than deal with teenage hormones. But there was a while we'd say when Grace hit hit that stage, you're like, who's coming out of the room this morning? Is it the nice Grace or the mean Grace? (laughs) Typically it was the mean Grace, but (laughs) not so much now. But no one also told me how much I would love someone so deeply how much I would love to hear the sound of their voice, except for when they were whining or complaining. How much I would love to rock them to sleep. 
read to them, sing to them every night the same song over and over, hearing their first word, which was mom. It was. <laughs> Seeing them smile. What? Seeing them smile, hearing them laugh, and I am the sick mom that loves scaring them. I loved scaring them when they were little, and I, well, actually, I still do. I loved watching their whole bodies just like, <gasps> like that. There's a great story on Grace, I won't tell it, with the American Girl doll that we played on her, and it was, she cried. I figured I'd push it too far by then. But no one told me also how badly giving birth was going to hurt. They do Lamaze classes I didn't do, and maybe I should have, but I don't think anybody could prepare you for the pain that makes you want to punch someone in the face. I had a nurse that walked me in the room and laid me down, and I'm lying on my side, and she puts a rubber band on my pillow. And she said, focus on the rubber band. I'm like, what in the world? I picked the rubber band up and shot it at her. (laughs) I'm like, this is not helping my pain. But she kept telling me, you're earning your Mother's Day. I earned it. Nobody told me how much I would fall in love the moment I laid my eyes on her. She came out with these big blue eyes and blonde hair. I'm like, who are you? (laughs) Where does blue eyes and blonde hair come from? It's in our family. Don't worry. It's there. (laughs) And then I fell in love again. I got a little boy. I didn't think I could love someone that much. And then we lost three. And then came Lily. And I fell in love again. And I say I have a favorite. I don't. But I have a unique love for each of them because God gives that to us. No one told me that I'd have to take you home. Well, I mean, I knew I would, but I didn't know I would have to keep you and keep you alive. And they don't, they don't teach you those things. They don't really equip you for that. I, I, I don't know why God trusted me to do it, but I'm thankful. I remember there's times, Grace, I'm sorry, Grace, I really am. <laughs> You're a good kid. She was colicky, and she would cry nonstop. And there were times I would just lay her on the floor, and I'd, I'd lie there next to her and cry with her because I couldn't comfort her. I couldn't make her stop crying. And I thought, really? I can't do this. But I did. She's going to be 18. She made it. (laughs) And when they got sick and I couldn't make them feel better, now we have the Internet, and every one of my children should have died 10 times according to my diagnosis. (laughs) But they didn't. Theo broke his arm, and I'm telling you, there was such a helpless feeling when he came in the house and he's holding and it's all crooked and I was almost passing out, that he would say, Mom, Mom, make it stop. And I couldn't. And he'd stop and go, do I get a cast? Yes, you get a cast. Oh, make it stop. But it, it was so much pain and I couldn't make it stop. No one told me I would be a really good liar. I like to call it a good storyteller. Dennis always says, it scares me how quickly and easily you lie. But it was for a good reason. Playing Tooth Fairy was fun. Gosh, another great story. I have to share this because it was the best story I've ever, I've ever had to tell. She's um, in bed, and I'm tired, and she's not going to sleep fast enough. And I go in, and I walk in and kind of slide my hand under a pillow. And she's like, what are you doing, Mom? Oh, gosh. Just wanted to tell you goodnight, tell you I love you, brush your hair a little bit, go to sleep. I leave the room, wait 20 minutes, come back in again, try again. Mom? What are you doing? Um, just, I thought I heard a sound. wanted to make sure you're okay. I'm talking three or four times. In the course of an hour, this child would not go to sleep. I went in because I was about to go to sleep because I had done that before and had to make up good stories the next morning. 
she was so still, and I was so sure, and headbutt. <laughs> she pops out of that bed and hits me in the head. I go flying back. Money goes everywhere. And she's like, Mom, what are you doing? And I said, go to sleep. And I kind of moved around. Thankfully, it was dark. Found the money. All was well. No one ever told me you would almost give me a heart attack either. This one, Lily, was my first to, well, not only did she tell me no and hit me, she was my first child to do that, but she ran away in Target. And I, if any of you have lost your children, you know what that is. It's a panic feeling. And I had every Target worker in there looking around for her and yelling her name, and they locked down the store, and I was making sure my other two stayed with me. And when I found her, it was like, Oh, my gosh, my world is okay. But that sense of fear that comes over you, just as that sense of love, comes a fierce fear as well. Or when I go outside, I remember in our house in Liberty, I walked outside, and we had this big yard with lots of trees, and I couldn't find them. And they were all at the very top of the tallest tree. Or Grace's... Grace, 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 Grace. It's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Grace's accident. She had an accident, and she calls me and tells me, and it's like this panic feeling because... When they drive away, it's like your heart's driving away. When they leave your house and your care, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just one of those things that they're so much a part of you. Nobody told me the emotions I would feel, even though the things that were happening were happening directly to me. When you hurt, I hurt. Probably more than you hurt. When you're unhappy, I'm unhappy. There's a quote that says, A mom is only as happy as her most unhappy child. When you succeed, my heart bursts with pride. When you fail or feel rejected, I feel ripped to pieces. And when you stray or rebel, there's a desperation like no other of a mom to find and save and seek you out, bring you back. We want to fix it and get involved, even if it means punching a kindergartner. I cannot tell you how many times they come home with stories of rejection and so-and-so didn't let me play with him and I want to go hurt the kid. Especially when I worked at the school and I knew that kid, but I didn't. I would have lost my job. Nobody told me how much I would love watching you become independent. My kids get tired of me saying, oh, I loved it when you were five and under, but I sure don't miss wiping your behinds. I definitely don't miss cleaning your puke and your snotty noses. Nobody told me that I would epically fail. When the evil mom eye doesn't work, and that look doesn't work, and I lose my patience, and my kids know that when I say shut up, they've pushed it too far. Rarely would I say it. It was always in the car, I feel like. Maybe because we were in close quarters, but I'd give them the look, I'd say stop, and if it didn't work, and if I said shut up, the look on their faces were like, oh gosh, she's she's for real. We're not going to, we've got to stop. I know there's times that I've hurt them, that I've disappointed them. I forgot to wash the shirt they needed the next day. I know I've embarrassed them a whole lot. I forgot, Grayson sends me a text, and I, I can't remember what year you were in. You forgot the fork in my lunch. I'm like, for real? Yeah, I've seen you eat with your hands. Do it. You can do it. <laughs> I did lose my patience a lot, and I remember when my mom came up to visit in Minnesota, she said, I wish I had a video camera. I remember thinking, yeah, if you want to watch me be a great mom and keep it on record, she's like, oh, no, 
because I guess I was losing my patience. And I, I was always a patient person before I became a mom, but I think, you know, sleep deprivation, hormones of your own, and they just push your buttons. And it was an eye-opener to me. And before that, there, there, was a, there was a time that Grace was in the tub, and I don't remember what she did, but um, I was a spanking mom at one point. Don't, don't turn me in, I know. And I spanked her for something, and that child, anytime you spanked her, that didn't hurt. <laughs> and she was in the tub, so she knew if she went around fast enough, she would slip and slide, and I could not catch her. And I finally thought, oh, take the water out, let the water drain. She was all slippery, and I spanked her again, and probably a little too hard. And I looked at her, yeah, it stung really well, too, with it being wet. She goes, guess what? And I'm like, what? That didn't hurt either. I walked away because those are those are the reasons that my patients were so thin. Nobody also told me how much I would need other moms. I think moms, uh, that video kind of is showing how I'm glad there wasn't Pinterest and Facebook when my kids were little because we, they put all these great and wonderful things that they do. But we need each other as moms. We need adult conversation. And we need encouragement and advice and someone to tell us we're not crazy and that we can do this and that it will get better and it's just a phase and it's a stage. No one also told me. And I, I mean, I knew I needed God, but as moms, we desperately need God. I don't know how I have done any of it without him. I like to say that if I had it all together, I would have no need for a God. And as moms, I do not have it all together. I don't think any of us do. There are times, for instance, even the episode with spanking Grace in the tub and getting mad at her and telling them to shut up. And I really made it a point at night before they would go to bed to pray with them. And I would ask them for forgiveness. I would tell them I was sorry. And then I would pray with them and let them hear me ask God for forgiveness because I needed it. I needed their patience. I needed their forgiveness. I needed their grace just as much as they needed needed that from me. He could pick up where we left off, where we dropped the ball. My prayer life enhanced in major ways. I remember walking through their rooms when they're at school and praying for them or when they're sick. And even a lot of you know Theo's been sick for about nine months, and I've prayed and prayed and prayed, and I'm not going to stop praying. And um, I know that he'll feel better. And there's times with, when I've prayed and I felt like he didn't hear me. But I know he did because I tell a lot of moms this when they're struggling with their kids. He loves them more than I do. And I can't fathom that because I love my babies. But he loves them more. And so when I pray, I trust him with them. As Pastor Nick mentioned earlier, I know this day's hard for a lot of people. I know my mom um, had me when she was 18 and the circumstances around that weren't great. And we lived with my grandparents my first five years. My grandma was like a second mom to me, and she we just recently lost her. I know some of you have lost your, your biological moms, or maybe you didn't have the greatest mom in the world. I know some of you want to be moms. There are some of you that are moms, and you've also got sweet babies in heaven. I've got them too, and today can be really hard. Um, Vicki Riley wrote something on Facebook the other day, and I, it was just yesterday, I think, and I was just flipping through, and I asked her if I could use this because it kind of went with this, because I know Mother's Day is not wonderful for everybody. And what she wrote just said what I wanted to say, but way better. So I'm going to share what she wrote. Everyone alive spent at least enough time with their mother to get here. 
Through her life-giving blood, nutrients, protection, we grew as we rested to the sound of her heartbeat in preparation for the first, most difficult journey of our lives. Mother's Day is difficult for those whose deepest desire is to be one and for those who have lost a child or their own mother. But the thing is, we all have had one. Even if she wouldn't win any mom medals for raising kids, she got you here, and that has given you a life to live. Respect your life giver. Even if your relationship hasn't been perfect, she did give you the opportunity to get here and fulfill your good purpose, something you couldn't do for yourself. Mother's Day is a day to be thankful for the one who carried you when your life depended on it. God knew exactly what he was doing and giving you that real-life experience to nail down what he wants to do for you, and now you are here, so let him carry you. I love that. I, I mean, that's just exactly what I feel when I say that I'm desperate for God. We all are, and he can fill those places. There are, there are roles that God has put women in my life, even just coming here to Crown Point, who are like moms to me, and I have a great mom. And I think that he does that. He fills those voids. He does so well. We can trust him with the disappointments and the hurt that we might feel today. Now, for a few things, I did this survey on Facebook. Got some interesting answers. Things that that moms want you to know. Moms need your grace. Even as adults, we have to remember that with our own moms as well. We need your patience. We need you to know the heart behind what we do and say. Moms need you to pray for us just as much as we pray for you. Moms love you becoming independent, like I stated before, but at the same time, we still need you to need us. Moms need an occasional acknowledgement that you appreciate us and love us. It's so funny to me, Theo. (laughs) He will not acknowledge me, sometimes even here. It used to be just cuddly and loving until he hit middle school and he's done with mom. And I told him, I said, I don't need a big, sappy, long hug, but just pat on the back works for him. (laughs) I love this. Sherry Watts said, you're never too big to spank. Brett's not in here, is he? I was going to say, you better be careful, boy. And then someone else said, moms really do see everything, and that is the truth. God is good no matter the circumstances, and people may fail you, but God never does. I just want to pray real quick for us. God, I thank you for the moms in here, the people who have played that role for others. I thank you for the people that are feeling hurt right now. God, I pray that you would just be with them. And just as we say to God, we desperately need you, and those people need you to come in and comfort. I pray for the relationships that might be damaged or strained, God, with their children. I pray that you would come in and reconcile and bring peace. God, I pray for the moms who have lost their children or the children that are in heaven and, and moms that are are not even able to be a mom yet here on earth, but they still have that motherhood role to those sweet angel babies. I pray for all of these people that are hurting God, that you would just comfort them. And I pray for the moms who are here, that you would just help them, give them strength and joy, give them sleep, give them comfort, give them help that you would just encourage them and let them know that their job is so important and that they need you in every step, in every moment of mothering their children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Nicole. (laughs) 
want to also um, thank Nicole and Kristen. They created two picture spots for you to take pictures with your mom. And um, we're going to close out this time and then transition uh, with that video that Nicole wanted to show a minute ago. I, it was my mistake back there. But um, I also wanted to thank the Woods for doing all the tile in the bathroom. That's amazing, too. So take a look at this. <clears throat> All right, uh, yeah. 
If I could have all the ladies stand, and if you would, please just go ahead and make your way out. And guys, if you'd stick back with me for a minute. And we want you ladies, just enjoy yourselves and pamper yourselves for a few minutes. And Yeah, guys, you can give them a big hand as they go. Like, yeah. like the church emptied out here what's up with that I don't know Grace do you want to come up and say anything in your defense no (laughs) well as soon as they leave and shut the doors I'll tell you what's really going to happen no I'm kidding Actually, they're not paying attention now anyway. I'll tell you, what. Um, really appreciate Nicole coming and speaking. That was really difficult for her. She's very shy, so for her, that was a big deal. And um, what I wanted to do for just a few minutes while, the, while they're enjoying some of that today, I want to encourage us as guys. Now, I know not all of us are dads, not all of us are husbands, not, but, but we're all sons, and uh, we always have somebody to encourage. So what I did, I didn't know for sure what Nicole was going to say because that was all her. But I, I just found a couple of videos. What I found is a, a certain meme on, on uh, YouTube, which was cracking me up. It's, and I didn't even know this stuff existed. Evidently, there's a bunch of mommy channels. Anybody ever heard of this? Probably not. You shouldn't actually know this, I guess. But... Let me just give you a taste and show you what I'm talking Hi, about. Hi, I'm Tina. My name on YouTube is Mom Boss of Three. I'm the mom of three young boys. The oldest is five, the middle one is three, and the youngest is a year and a half. So she has a YouTube channel. My perfect day as a mom would probably start off with waking up feeling rested. Like rested in a way where you think you can't possibly sleep anymore. I also think my perfect day would involve my kids already being dressed and fed by the time I got downstairs, coffee brewing, and me knowing what day of the week it is. Hi, I'm Elle Linquist from the Linquist YouTube channel. We're family vloggers on YouTube. And my perfect day as a mom would start with my kids sleeping in. So I would get my me time before the kids woke up. I would have an argument-free day. And you'd think that a one-year-old and a three-year-old wouldn't be able to argue because one of them isn't talking. They can still manage to grunt and tackle their way through an argument, but also... Okay, now the rest of these are also bloggers. I just cut off their intros because we're never going to watch For moms who are their kids a lot, Mother's Day is sometimes a great opportunity to get a break. Okay, that's all. My perfect day as a mom would start by sleeping in, obviously. I come downstairs and the house is spotless. I don't know what happened. It's magically cleaned. My husband and my six-year-old are sitting there looking loving and kind and they actually look up when I come in the room and they say, good morning. There's like a full buffet like you would get at a fancy cruise ship and it's everything is calorie free. After that, perfect day as a mom and no offense to my baby but my perfect day would start with with a good breakfast where I can use both my hands not have to be holding a 12 pounder and you know scarfing it down in the with the other hand so a nice drawn out breakfast 
then followed up by a massage and then a manicure. And one Where it starts is actually, this is a big one, waking up naturally. You know what I mean? Like waking oh, up yeah. on my own. That. Yeah, on my own free will. No one's crying. No one's screaming. Just now I'm sleeping beside you. Right. When was the last time you woke up naturally? Like, I actually don't remember. So that's how it would start for me, definitely. To the smell of like rich toffee brewing, like just all over me, you know, <laughs> like that coffee. The kids would be already dressed, ready for school. Teeth would be brushed, hair done, lunches packed, playing nicely. So it's still be a school day for you? <laughs> it's a school day. Oh, yeah. Because you want them out of there? Yeah, it's a school day. I love them, but it's a school day. It's my day. My right. perfect day as a mom. They'll be in it, but you know. Kiss goodbye, no fighting, no bickering, and off to school they go. No bickering. No bickering, right? Well, I. Well, we can all share in this, whether you're a child or a dad or a parent or whatever. What, what did you see there? What was the theme you saw in those? Sleep. These poor ladies are sleep deprived. And you didn't even know that that was my first one. But these ladies are sleep deprived. And it's different. I don't know about you guys that are dads, if, if uh, you were up all the time and helping out. But the bottom line is they are sleep deprived. And that is, it affects everything. You all know how it is when somebody doesn't get enough sleep. What else did you see in there? Anything else? I mean, that was a big, big thing. What, what? Yeah, the fighting really wears down the, parent, the mom. It really wears it down. And breakfast, they wanted breakfast, didn't they? They wanted that. Clean house. They wanted some help around the house, maybe to do some things that are extra. I noticed, too, that they were all exhausted, it looked like. I mean, they kept talking about that. It was a theme that just kept coming up and up and up. And then they were a little bit overwhelmed and then uh, kind of harried and run ragged. Here's, here's what I think we can drive, derive from all that. And the way I just wanted to wrap this up with just us for just a minute is this. That there's some things that our, our wives, mothers need from us. And sometimes, you know, I know we look at it and maybe, maybe you kind of look back and take a step back and say, but, 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 but that's what they signed up for. Do you ever feel that way? I heard that laugh, Rick. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, they're moms. You're complaining about what you are. I mean, it's a mom. It's what moms do. But here's the thing. If you love a mom or if you support a mom or care about a mom, then what we need to do is come along beside them or behind them or under them and help them. Help them with these things because we care and love, love them. That's what we're here for. I mean, it's part of what we do is support and be kind to them. I think about this. We need to sometimes just give them time. Time alone. Time away. Time a break. I didn't play that whole one. That, that, I can't remember which one that lady was who said, she, she said, no offense to my babies. Remember she said that? <laughs> It was pretty funny, cause, but it was just, she kept going on and on about, look, I love them and all, it's just sometimes I need a break. And she said that, uh, she said on one Father's Day that her husband came in and said, hey, how about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take the credit card, I'm going to go buy you something. She goes, how about you take the kids and I'll take the card and go buy something. <laughs> sometimes they just need pampered a little bit, just taken care of. And I know for a lot of guys, for us it, and, and kids, you don't think about that because for the kids, no offense, children, but you feel like that's what they mom does for you. But sometimes it can be really, really good to reverse that role and you take care of mom. I talked to some of the younger kids today and I was asking what they did for their mom. And two, at least two of them made breakfast for mom. And then when I asked them what they made, it was real comical. Like one of them, it was Evie Jackson, actually. Evie and Evie, she said that her and her dad got up really early because mom always gets up at 630. So they got up at six. And I said, well, what did you do? And she goes, well, we made, we tried to make a Mexican omelet, but it was horrible. So we had to make another one. And here's what I thought about that. Mom probably doesn't care. She just appreciates that you did it. 
and took care of her like that. Bottom line, they need cared for. I wanted to share one scripture with you before we leave here today. This is out of Ephesians 5. And us as guys, a lot of times, I cut out the verses we like, if that's okay today. Because the verses we like are right in the middle of these. This is how this starts out right here. Further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It's supposed to be a mutually submissive relationship where we take care of each other. And then what happens here is Paul goes on and he says, for women, it looks like this. Then he says, for men, it looks like this. And the reason he has to tell us the different ways that submission looks is because we're different. I know that's no surprise to you. But, but women have a natural reaction, a natural way of doing things. Men have the same thing. And for us men, it says, husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church and he gave up his life for her. Talked to lots of guys in my uh, life and one of the things I hear sometimes is, man, I work all day, I do this, this, and this, and I come home and, and then what? Then I've got to do all of her work too? And I understand that. But here's what I want to challenge you with today. Not just today, but, but every day and through the week. I want to challenge you to go the extra mile, to do as much as you can, to serve as much as you can, and to do just this, to give up your life for her just as Christ gave up his life for the church. So what we're going to do in a minute here, I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to just have you, you can go get your kids, or you can, you can wait a little bit and get your kids in about 10 minutes or so, because it's only about quarter after 11. So we want to give the women as much time as possible. And I don't know how many they can fit in the crown room at one time, but um, we want them to be able to enjoy that as long as possible. So what we're going to ask is for, if you do have kids in, the, in uh, the kids' area, to just go get them in about 10 minutes maybe, and then if you could just hold on to them to a little bit till your wife is done. Let me just pray over us. God, I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for the, the women you've put in our lives, whether it's a mom or, or a wife. And I ask, God, that you would bless those ladies today and tomorrow and on into the next week and month, and that you would help us to lay down our lives for them and in every way possible do whatever it takes to give them the support and care that they need. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today.